I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to I'll Have What She's Having, a food and drink podcast from me, Sophie Wybird. And me, Hannah Crosby. Every week, Sophie and I sit down to dinner. She makes a dish, I pair a wine, and we put the world to rights. This week, we pair our own blend with Fennelly Sosison. And we talk overhyped telly, rolled dal, and pancakes with internet food man, What Will He Cook? Hello! We're back for another episode. We're back for another episode with a special guest. It's not just us in the room today. We've broken the seal, Soph. We have a boy in the room. We've got <laughs> first boy! ever male guest and then we're getting all excited and flustered. I know, I'm feeling so shy. I know, do you want to introduce him because he's not, <laughs> he's just sitting in silence <laughs> until we introduce him. <laughs> so who have we got sitting across from us? So this week joining us, we have internet sensation, Kirk all-round style king, Will Hughes, a.k.a. What Willie Cook. My previous podcast partner... <laughs> it's a reunion. ...who I divorced. and uh, Amicably. Amicably divorced. Although uh, our, our, our weird fucked-up child, Michael, has turned out real bad <laughs> after the breakup. He's been doing graffiti. All kinds of naughty things. Yeah. You've remarried. And I've remarried. You've we're come... welcoming you back into the into our relationship. Home. He's struggling yeah. to deal with his, <laughs> his mother's uh, new sexuality change <laughs> you know it's gonna be okay yeah it's gonna be okay it's, uh, michael it'll be fine we're a happy blended family there we go <laughs> will you made your name in lockdown making all kinds of silly recipe videos big sensation blew up really quickly you now make all kinds of silly songs yes i'm a very serious musician <laughs> sorry not silly songs very very serious songs thank you very much what's been your favorite one so far um I enjoyed doing the one about freezer dumplings, which was a a redo of is it a remix? Not Hello, a remix. Silence, my old friend. Yeah, it was yeah. a cover of the Sound of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel. That's my favourite, and also dips. Yes, I yeah, like the, the dip, dips the, one. I like the dips one as well. I think it's actually it's much better when we do covers because 
they're already good, catchy songs. Mm. Dips so was to I the tune to of do, Chips. Yeah. Uh, Chips. No, God, I can't <laughs> speak today. No. Dips was to the tune of Kiss, Kiss. Yeah. by, by Prince. By, by Chips. The, the artist. By Chips. <laughs> is he still called the artist formerly known as Prince? He's not called he, anything now, anymore. Yeah, like. well, I was going to say, now he's dead. Would he be referred to as the artist formerly known as the artist formerly known as he Prince? He legally changed so. his name to a symbol. Right. Did he never change it back? No. But when it was the symbol, it was the artist formerly known as Prince. Oh, really? So now his title, I suppose, would be the artist formerly known as, because he's dead, the artist formerly known as Prince. He was often referred... So in 1993, he changed his stage name to the unpronounceable symbol and was often (laughs) referred to as the artist formerly known as Prince. But he's, yeah, he was born Prince Rogers Nelson. That was his real name. Real, real name. His much, name was Prince. Much like Madonna, whose real name was <laughs> Madonna. <laughs> you thought her name was Maria until about five minutes ago. I thought it was Maria Shikoni because my friend Lily once told me it was Maria Shikoni, but it's actually Madonna Shikoni. It's a yeah. really strong name. Mm. Isn't Shikoni the restaurant that's her house in? Isn't it? Yeah, it's that, yeah. that Italian, Italian... There is a Chaconi's restaurant, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, there's quite a few around the yeah. world. Question on your songs, Will. Yeah. When you're covering songs like Kiss by Prince, yeah. how far away from the original do you need to go to not get sued? Well, I think taking <laughs> the piss to the point that we do is, is how far. Like, <laughs> as long as it's... I, yeah, I mean, we're just basically just doing what Weird Al and, like... Yeah. The amateur transplants and all those people did, but not as well uh, or <laughs> as funny or as clever uh, and condensing it into minute and a half uh, silly little green screen videos. And, uh, and then nobody minds. Yeah, and then no one seems to give a fuck. Well, Prince isn't going to do anything. Cunt's dead. So. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to... Would you like to apologise to the Prince community? Uh, I don't know. Is there a lot of crossover, <laughs> cross pollination with the uh, I'll have what she's having pod? I think that a good, the mark of a good parody song to the tune of another song is if it does the same rhymes as the previous song. Yeah. So you kind of, it's the, it's the same shape, yeah. but it's completely different. I think Munya Chihuahua does it really well. Yes. Yeah. He yes. does it amazingly. He's good. He, well, yeah, he, he, his are actually uh, quite well produced as well. <laughs> Where he also it? does it so quickly. quickly. Yeah. He's so quick off the mark. Something happens and he's got a video out in within 24 hours. Yeah. No, he's... Have you ever been contacted by Munya? Uh, no. I think oh. Tegan almost pushed him down a flight of stairs by accident <laughs> at a Lazy Oath party once. I met him briefly and said hello. We need to stop putting Tegan in hot water on the podcasts <laughs> that you're on, you poor thing. <laughs> Tegan tried to kill Internet Sensation Mania Chihuahua. Yeah, I I can't remember what happened. We were were at a a party and I think he was there and Tegan was surprised to see him and she sort of went, oh, and then I think that startled him and then I think they were at the top of a flight of stairs. (laughs) He sort of, and Tegan was like, oh God, I thought he was a bit scared and was going to jump out, but yeah, no. Oh, bless him. Anyway, before we get too far into it, because full disclosure, we've just been for a lunch where we've talked at length mm. for about two and a half hours. Um, so we would, you would, one would have thought that we'd have run out of things to we say. We have plenty of content left. We have plenty of worry. content left. But before we divulge into the juicy stuff, should we talk about what we've got in front of us? Oh, yeah. We've gone for fun little picky bits on my front. Yeah, we're very full. <laughs> we're very full. So I knew that we, I suspected we might be full. We had a delicious Portuguese lunch, Bifana sandwiches, a revelation. That was so good. Mm. I think I've got to do a shout out, actually. Liz Boetta, Bifana sandwiches, Nuno Mendes, and he wanted to bring the Bifana sandwich to, to London. 
And Very glad he did. In a, it, and it, it's also what I quite like. It's a pretty fancy restaurant, but it's not a fancy sandwich. It's yeah. just a fucking delicious load of meat stuck into a tasty roll. And you have some peri-peri oil to like yeah. dip the sandwich in. Really good. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. So if you're kicking around in London in lunch times and need a delicious sandwich, go and get that. Mm. So we've already had that. Mm. So what we're going to have as a nibble is even more little meaty bits. We've got some saucis on, but it's some that's made in Cornwall. Oh. Loads of fennel seeds in there. Oh. And I always think when you've got saucis on, you need something pickled. Mm. Uh, so I'm keeping it British and classy and just got... A pile of pickled onions. I also have some actual pickles in the fridge. Oh my god, we can oh. get actual pickles out too. Yeah, pickles, pickled are they onions. I think so. Of course, they fucking are. Saucy on and just salty crisps. Wait, they're, they're orange with the lady on the front. Oh, they're the Mrs. Ellswood's ones. Oh, uh, Mrs. Ellswood. They're yeah. nice and spicy. I like a spicy. Yeah. Are, they, are they the Hamisha ones? They're spicy and crunchy. The Hamisha ones, very popular in the Jewish community, are really? my personal favourite. Mrs. Ellswood. They're ah. bloody lovely. Well, they're good, yeah. Well, we've got a jar of chilling in the fridge. Oh, <laughs> as they should be chilled. <laughs> we get those out as well. Yeah, I'll get them you out You might want to well. go crack them, let them breathe. Yeah. <laughs> so <A little> <laughs> sure, I will actually go and get them after I've talked about the wine that we're going to be having with it. So I just nabbed this out of, nabbed this out of the wine cabinet. Uh, but today we are going to be having, generally a good rule to go by if you're having like peppery meats is to go with something Syrah dominant, which is usually like quite a peppery, I've always quite a peppery said grape. That. You've always said that. Always said I've that. heard you say that. You've yeah. said that at least yeah. twice I've today. That. <laughs> I, that, I say that a lot. Yeah. Um, but it's this bottle is ridiculously good value. I think you can get it for like 12 or 13 quid online. Um, it's from a wine cooperative called Le Vigneron Des... Oh, fuck. <laughs> Le, Vi- <laughs> Le Vigneron Des de Zarg. Zarg. Uh, it was, it's a wine co-op. So it was created in 1965 in Estezag. <laughs> Why are you making me say it again? <laughs> which is near Avignon. Lovely. So they do conscientious farming. It's all organic. Um, no unnatural yeast, no filtering, no fining, no nothing except grapes, except nice grapes. So Cuvée de Galette, you might have had before. It's kind of a bit of Delicious, like a classic. Delicious, love that one. This is like a bit of a step up from that. So mm. it's a lot more peppery. A lot more fruity, a bit more pronounced, and prettier label too, if you ask me. Galette's quite a simple label. Mm. It's a good, I always think it's quite a good, like, uh, lower end of nice wine price. It is. For if you're looking for intro wines into the nice wine world. Well, I would definitely recommend this because I have had it before and I think we're just going to absolutely smash that because what we've had two cocktails, two glasses of wine. <laughs> well, you've had two beers. We've just Super been box, on the, no less. Yeah, we've just been on the Lizzie line, so we're high on life. Yeah. <laughs> Right, let's Great go. aircon. <laughs> let's Great go crack aircon. the pickles open. Right, nice. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Chin, Lovely chin. to see you, Will. No, it it's been it's a, a while. It's a Code <laughs> Just a little East London wine joke there for you. <laughs> <laughs> sure that will resonate with all of the We've got a lot of topics, actually. Oh, but first got a all, Will. Okay. Oh, what's the best thing you ate this week? Um, if by this week you're counting... It being Wednesday now since last Wednesday. Correct, yeah. Seven days. I, I can't lie. It's been a fucking good seven days. Yeah. <laughs> a really good seven days as it goes. We've had Pancake Day. Oh my God, I forgot about Pancake last Day. Wednesday, was last Wednesday Valentine's Day? Yeah. Or was it? Well, no, no, it was Wednesday. It was, yeah, it was, last was it Wednesday? Wednesday? Oh, no, no, it was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. All right, well, scratch that. Scratch that. Didn't need, Tuesday's <laughs> irrelevant. But I've been to Rub Club. 
Oh, that's meant to say run club. What is rub club? That sounds really sexy. You don't want to know. No, I, uh, no this, this week, the nicest thing that I've eaten since last Wednesday was probably the mixed grill at Allegra when uh, Ben Marks and from Perilla and Sirtash from Mangal were doing something with Patrick Powell from Allegra. Oh, um, lovely. Which is not a restaurant I'd ever been to before, but it's... Where is it? It's in Stratford. It's in like a massive... No restaurants from Stratford. Super, yeah, well, it's in like a really super tall like building. I don't know if it's a hotel or whatever. And it's totally not where I thought it was going to be. Um, and it's beautiful. Really nice restaurant. Really nice outdoor bit. Um, really... Yeah, just really modern and, and beautiful. And the cocktails were really, really good. And the wines were really good. Anyway, they did a little pop-up thing on Sunday. And um, Ben and, uh, I guess, Patrick and the chefs from Allegra did a starter, which was uh, like a mushroom potato, mushroom caramel potato milfoy thing, which was lovely. Quite fancy. Um and that was absolutely delicious. But then Sirtash did this mixed grill thing and Ben did like the dips for it. And it was just like, just really, really nicely cooked meat. It was oh. like some mutton and there was some walnut and suchuk like sausage. And like the veg had been cooked, like tomatoes and onions, I guess, had been cooked. Well, I guess the tomatoes and onions had been cooked underneath the meat. So all the fat dripped onto the tomato. And, uh, yeah, with with some really nice dips, really nice spicy sauce. There was like a leek leek dip, uh, and it was all just really, really, really nice. Oh, that uh, sounds delicious! I'm really full, but that sounds that's, great. Yeah, that's that's possibly the best thing that I ate this week. Although, I genuinely, shout out again to that that Bafana. I loved that. Yeah, it was so good. So, one thing that I was going to say about that particular sandwich is obviously the the, the schlop within was so so tasty yeah and i think that quite often with a sandwich with big chunky bread like that you have quite dry parts yes i don't know if they soaked it for ages it was moist every bit every bite of bread, the bread was amazing had sucked up the flavor of the beef yeah, i don't yeah. know what they'd seasoned that beef with really i mean I, i'm assuming just like shit loads of paprika and, and yeah salt and yeah loose boessa it's actually listening. pork in a bifana oh what sounds like biff but it's not. It's it wasn't beef. That's pork. Oh, well, it tasted like beef. I don't, I'm not sure what the sauce is. Yeah. Uh, well, I think because the, the, the sauce was quite it dark, with. it made the pork look like beef. You know what I mean? <laughs> the, those it bloody was tricksters. It was those weird. Bloody no, but anyway, that was, yeah, that was absolutely delicious. So I think that, that that's maybe a close second. Oh. Hannah, what about you? So I was in Paris last week for Valentine's. Um, not on purpose, just by coincidence. <laughs> Um, the city of love. I just so happened to be in the city of love on Valentine's Day, um, but had a very underwhelming meal. No, the first night. Oh, where? Name and shame. Jake, I was dessert. Jake, bleep it out. Have you heard of this place called McDonald's? No, I'm sure. <laughs> um, it was. People love it. Yeah, I people are stupid. Um, Don't trust people. Don't trust Don't people. Don't trust people. There we go. But it was two, two, two Parisians. <laughs> It's true. Um, but two people that uh, said that I should go were Parisians. And I was like, oh, they probably know. Went in, like, they always had the door open, so it was always fucking freezing. The food was, like, underwhelming, and the service was, like, meh. So 
Yeah, no, but it was just like really underwhelming. It was really sad because it was so hyped up. Um, then someone actually messaged me afterwards who I spoke to before I went away saying, um, oh, what did you think of? And I said, you know what? I was really underwhelmed. Just like, yeah, I was going to tell you it was a shit choice, but I didn't, just, I didn't want to say anything. I was like, you should have told me. It's all subjective. It's all subjective. Lark, isn't Bistro it? Paul Ben, not subjective. Oh, Fucking brilliant. Tried to get a table there. Got all of my French friends to try and book a table. Couldn't get through. It's impossible. The amount of people who messaged me being like, how the fuck did you get a table? What is the, What is this place? Magical Parisian I've, Bistro. It's a Parisian Bistro? Yeah. So, I've never been to Paris. Paris. Oh, and I've been like to France it. when I was like young, but I haven't been to France to the in the time that I've been as interested in food and cooking as as I am. And I think that I need to do something about that. I think you should, yeah. Yeah. I think we should all go immediately. Yeah. Ooh. Why are we not doing what this? What are we doing tonight, guys? Parisian restaurant. <laughs> oh, I just I told you nothing. <laughs> I'm going to Paris. Let's go. I'm going to Morocco. Let's go. But the second <laughs> night, that, yeah, it's true. <laughs> The second night that we were there, I had an amazing meal. Don't bleep this out. I don't want to gatekeep it. Les Van was absolutely out of this world. It's a Franco-Filipino restaurant, so run by two sisters. I think it's the sister restaurant to another restaurant that's also very successful. But Les Van was so amazing. I was telling you about these anchovies on like this perfectly square piece of toast, but mm. the bottom of the toast was like, like melted butter and exo sauce. But everything was like kind of like classic French cuisine, but with like a little cheeky twist. Mm. So there was like this lovely like corn fed chicken with like peanuts and like chili sauce. Oh, so good. And what spread. was the cheeky Ooh. twist? The cheeky twist was that it was Filipino. Oh, right. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Cheeky. What so about, cheeky. What about you, Soph? What have you eaten? But like I've always had a pretty mega food week this mm. week. It's been cooking a lot. Best thing I cooked was a sausage and walnut lasagna. Ooh, like naughty. a creamy walnut sauce. Cheeky. Sausage and walnut. That's what I had on Sunday. I know we're having a very sausage We've walnut. We've had very time. sausage and walnut based nice things this week. What a combo! Mm. What a combo! Yeah, that was a nice thing that I cooked. Pancake day. Obviously, we'll mention pancake day, but I had many, many pancakes yesterday and had a bloody great time. Too many. No, no such Never. thing. Never. No such thing. I do think that Pancake Day is my favourite culinary tradition. Really? You said you don't recognise Valentine's Day, but you do recognise yes. and observe I observe Pancake Day far more than Valentine's, yeah. Right, Can yeah. confirm that. Yeah. Just there's so much fun you can have with a pancake. Mm. I made okonomiyaki for lunch. So oh, I saw that. That looked very nice. Looked very lovely. delicious. Japanese pancakes where you basically pack them with loads of like shredded cabbage. You missed out on a golden opportunity to call it a Japan cake there. Oh, fuck. <laughs> was a Joe Pancake. <laughs> uh, so silly. I forgot how silly you are. So silly. I put loads of prawns in that and then topped mm. it with QP mayo oh, and Okonomiyaki oh, sauce, which is basically like brown sauce. How just munching a pickle did you, in the well, mouth. Yeah, what did, you, what did you, did you make the Okonomiyaki sauce? I did, yeah. I, I just mixed up ketchup, Worcester sauce, a bit of oyster sauce, and soy sauce mm. and drizzle that on the top. Good brown things. Good brown things. Mm. And then topped with sushi ginger and oh, spring yeah. onions. The pink shit. 
And the pink shit, the good pink shit. Do you know what I've done, which is actually really weird? But in all the supermarkets now, you know the sushi ginger that you get that's bright pink? I feel like it's gone out of fashion and they're stopped, they've stopped dying it and it's white a lot of the time now. Yeah. So I put pink food colouring in my jar Did of you? white stuff. <laughs> that's quite funny. <laughs> that's yeah, actually, I'd never, I've never really thought about that. I want it, it to is, be pink. It, it it's gone. used to be pink yeah. all the time, didn't it? It adds such vibrancy to your food. Yeah. So I've started dying mine pink. Whenever I get a jar, I just put a few drops of food colouring in it and just let it hang out in the fridge. Yeah, nice. What do you put in it? What is your best pancake topping? I am a simple man. You a lemon and sugar boy? Nope. I am a Nutella and banana. Mm. Although I've recently found out, you know, this is so relevant to the podcast. Uh, I've been telling you I've been struggling with my sinuses. Yes. Um, So my housemate just told me that bananas are a histamine. No. And I eat quite a lot of banana. Like every day, Shit. I'll have a protein shake because, as you know, I work out, and uh, <laughs> and I put a banana in it every day. And I think I might, and you can develop banana a allergy. banana allergy. And I think that might potentially. I'm basically I'm going to go cold banana <laughs> and, and not have not cold banana. bananas for a while. My favorite dessert, as you know, banoffee pie. Yeah, um, but I'm when it comes to pancakes, Nutella and banana. But I have recently acquired. Uh, some heat-proof um, metal, uh, not metal, uh, glass bowls. So I made some, on Valentine's Day, I did some tragic uh, strawberry chocolate dips. Whatever. Oh, you sweet, sweet Aww. boy. Whole, whole, ba- whole thing of uh, Cadbury's dairy milk and then like half a thing of like lint super dark. So it was like dark nice. milk, whatever. Love, love. Was Tegan impressed? Uh, she actually barely ate any of them. She's a horrid little cow. Um <laughs> But, um, no, yeah, no, they, they, I was impressed with myself because I actually thought that was pretty nice. And then you went off and had a wipe. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, so I did that. And then I, I forgot that I put the leftover chocolate in the fridge. So I had a bowl with hard chocolate in the fridge oh. ready to go. And then I stirred through all the Cadbury's and the lint a load of Nutella last night. You naughty little oh, boy. Oh, God, it was fucking that great. That sounds heavenly. So, 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 so rich. Just like and Tiggs likes to do pancakes in a genius way. So she makes the super super thin ones. And I, it's not that genius. I mean, probably what loads of people. Oh, do. I was about to say that's a really nice thing to say. No, but but you is, immediately I, took it I, back. So it's this is not the way that I ever used to do it, or the way that my mum ever used to do it, or the way that any like pancakes that you had at school that were really shit. You know, I've never had it like that. So she do the super super thin crepes, and then she do she'll throw Nutella onto like a corner and fold it in half, and then Nutella and banana. And then fold it in half. And then and so it'd be like double filling. This ah. is what I did with my savory pancakes last night. Oh. With I did a little refrigerated savory pancake with I had some tomato and smoked almond sauce. Oh wow. And some gruyere and some grazed leeks. It was kind of romesco-ish, yeah. yeah. Romesquish. <laughs> Romesquish. And did the same, fold it into bits, and then you get these lovely, you know, just so nice. It's like nice to have the soft. layers, isn't it? It's a little bit like um like what are those? What are they called? It's a bit like a lasagna. It's kind of like, <laughs> it's basically like pancake lasagna. It's pancake lasagna, exactly. Lasagna. Yeah. What's You'd... your favourite uh, pancake to think? I, so, I used to have a habit that I felt was like a bit like classless and a bit naughty when it came to pancakes. But now, Nigella just did a video and she used the exact same thing and now I feel really affirmed so I feel like I can finally talk about it. I can't have my pancakes without squirty cream. 
Delicious. Oh, yeah. It feels like a proper clown dessert. I no, was going to I was going to put some squirt cream on mine last night, except I bought the squirt <laughs> cream ages ago. It was gassed when I looked at it and it was like this hasn't gone out of date. What the fuck? This doesn't go out of date. And then I opened the fucking lid and it was just green mold everywhere. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you get the green streak. Yeah, it was foul. I think um, that that's fucking classy. Wait, so but do you cream. just have No, 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 no. I so I cooked blueberries so I like to do them fluffy. Um yeah. because uh, okay. In Scotland, you have it's essentially American pancakes. We call it drop scones. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, but do they're... they call them drop scones? Yeah. Is that what they call them? Not drop scones. Scone. It's drop scone. You're scone. a sconer. You're a sconer. Scone. Yeah. Right. That's interesting. I had you down as a sconer. Oh well, fuck. Maybe I am a scone. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I just don't know anymore. I don't know what I would say. The lines, there is no they rhyme. Just, they blur. There's when you no move rhyme away. or reason as to who says what as well. Yeah. yeah well, drop scones. Oh yeah, fuck it, it's scones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but kind of, yeah, we make kind of like a fluffy pancake, but I stir frozen blueberries into the mix. Yeah, nice. So they go all melty and gooey mm, when yeah. they're in the in the pan, Love and then put squirt cream on top. And some of my mother's blackberry jam, delicious. Ooh, double blackberry. Yeah, no double blueberry berry. and blueberry yeah, double fruit. I do another fruit. thing that is not. Which is not considered to be classy by the wider world, but I think it's the You're best. Say something so thing. horrible. <laughs> Golden syrup. Oh, in my yeah. pancakes, I want golden syrup yeah. and banana. Yeah, golden syrup. And if syrup, I had squirty cream, I would do that too. Golden syrup is... The, Better than I maple syrup. I haven't had golden syrup in a pancake. I used to be... As a, as a kid, I used to be quite experimental with pancakes. Like When you have all the bits on the table, yeah, you can really run and wild. I used, to, I used to really like golden syrup. I actually... And I've re, I've, that's really like jogged... I've, I don't think I've used golden syrup for years. Oh, bloody lovely. But I think on the subject of savoury pancakes... One of, and this is actually quite horrible, delicious, but not great. When I was a kid, I would, my mum would make quite nice savoury pancakes every now and again, and I would sort of poo-poo them a little bit. But then I had the concept of a savoury pancake she sort of put in my head. So I was then like, okay, well, what do I love? As, and as a kid, I fucking love cheese. Couldn't pronounce it. Used to call it cheese. Oh, oh, sweetie. Absolutely nothing cute about that speech impediment. Yeah. No, yeah. there's not. It was. Ju- I didn't have a speech impediment. I just couldn't say cheese. <laughs> it was really <laughs> weird. I, 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 as a child, I was. Uh, I learned to talk quite early. But cheese, the one it thing that I loved you. most, passed you by. Could not fucking say that word. I go cleek every time. So when I was about six, for I, <laughs> I got a load of butter, just like a block of butter, chopped it up into bits, whatever. Put that on my pancake, and then just grated like half a thing of cheese, like. Pilgrim's Choice cheddar, Delicious. folded that, like rolled it up. Honestly, so, so, so nice because the butter like melts a little bit and then you have like a salty bit of butter mm. with like a like a sharp bit of cheese. Ooh. And I have not done that since I was about eight. But I think that what I want now is that followed by a golden syrup one. Next every, pancake day, yeah. bring it back. Every five-star review that is left on this podcast, we will... Is, one step closer to us bringing Will back on the podcast where we make that exact meal for her. I would love amazing. that more than anything. Yeah. Also, I know no one's very hungry, but this sausage on with this wine is oh, so nice. Oh, oh, I'm so pleased. Thank you. It's funny you should say that, actually, because one thing that I always say... <laughs> very good, very good. Right, so the top of the agenda is the fact that I'm a fucking moron. I think I'm better than everyone else and I don't listen. <laughs> You told me, <laughs> you told me for about three episodes in a row mm-hmm. 
that we should that I should watch White Lotus because it's my yes, perfect TV show. Bloody ages ago. And you said, Hannah, honestly, it's so you. You would love it. It's exactly your type of thing. And I didn't listen to you. Is this an apology? Okay, I'd like to apologise to the Sophie Wybird community for ignoring her for so long. Because it's really it? fucking good. Yeah, it was probably the best thing I've seen in ages. Have you done season one and two? I did season two. It's so what? good. I did season two because that's like the one about sexual politics and that okay. kind of is really interesting to me. So my controversial White Lotus opinion is that season one is better than season two. Ooh. That's what Cam says too. The... The characters are great in but well they're not great they're fucking hateful which oh. which is obviously the point but for me is it Murray Bartlett yeah as the the hotel manager is fucking brilliant like steals the whole thing everyone's talking about Jennifer Coolidge she's so good she comes into her own in the second series she really does but Murray Bartlett as the hotel manager in the first series so makes good. that for me better than the second series and uh I'll die on that hill. He's a believable character. Yeah. Do you know what though, Hannah? It does really tap into that thing of um, I do it as well. Mm. When TV shows are really overhyped and people keep telling you mm. to watch them, you're like, mm. I'm not going to fucking watch it. Mm. Do you know what? I didn't download Google Chrome <laughs> for so many years <laughs> because I was I was still using That's fucking the funniest Sa- thing I you've was ever using said. Safari <laughs> like a mug. Can you believe? For years, and everyone was like, "You should really download Chrome." And I was like, "Will I fuck?" Everyone telling me to download Chrome. That sounds like someone saying you should really it. try this thing called penicillin. <laughs> really. Um, your dad actually uses Mozilla Firefox. So. <laughs> <laughs> Would not surprise me. Yeah. Does he actually? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't asked. Um, yeah, no, I know what you mean about when, when you know, when people say, when people really overhype something. I, I really, I really wanted to like The Last of Us. <gasps> Thank you. So, uh, my opinions kind of shifted, right? Because I talked about the third episode. No, no, no. The third, third episode, episode was, was fucking, fucking amazing. I watched it last night and it was fucking lovely. Yeah. But I just wish that all of it was like that. Yeah. The first two episodes I wasn't loving. Episode three was a work of art yeah. and now we're just not going to have that anymore yeah that's literally the... exactly how I feel about it and I never played the video game so for me I played the video games episode one for me like I nearly like had a little weep because it's a game that I really really loved and I yeah. played like absolutely ages ago funnily enough we got a PS5 we we got a PS5 for <laughs> Christmas. And, um, well, this is the thing. Like I said, like, oh, we should download the, we should download the, re- the rest of us. <laughs> we should, yeah, just, who's left? Just that would have been a way better name for <laughs> just that Just the, 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 the rest of us. the rest of us. We should download The Last of Us because that's genuinely like one of my favourite games that I've played. And we downloaded it and then found out that it was having a remake. And, Essentially, the first episode of The Last of Us is so good because they have lifted an insanely amazing first scene from the game. Because that was the game amazing, is, the opening bit. The opening bit, you are playing the girl that gets, spoiler alert, that gets shot. You play her. Uh, and then, like, the first scene is like, you're still controlling, like, where she looks. And for about five minutes, you're in the back of that car and you're looking all around and, like, seeing all the fuckery happening around you. And, ev- like, what they're saying, Tommy and fucking sexy as fuck, Joel. whatever his face is. Joel, um, they are both having like copying ver- verbatim the exact same thing that they stay in the game, and it was actually giving me goosebumps. Right, and also like there's lots of like kind of little little things in mm. sprinkled in for people that know the game because like before you meet the zombies, 
before, like with the mushrooms out of them, before you've kind of encountered them in the TV series, mm. he says like, oh, I don't think there's anything here. I can't hear anything. And then you go like, oh, he's talking about the clickers. Oh my God. So there's yeah. kind of like the little, I'm basically a massive pick me. <laughs> I love I love pizza you're such, you're such I a, love beer you're such and a gamer girl I don't know other girls don't really like me <laughs> I like to wear hoodies and glasses I don't know um, but yeah I, f- so for me Last of Us like the first episode I was like wow I like nearly did a little cry because that's how true it felt it was and it was just so well done Second episode, yeah, great. We're like building momentum. Third episode, cried like a baby. Brilliant. Haven't cried yeah, like that for ages. It. Last few episodes, didn't believe the high voice woman as a villain. I haven't got there yet. I'm, I'm not there yet. Yeah, we can't go that far because I'm. Only, I've just. I've stopped. Well, there's kind of like a bit of a. Well, there's a bit of a villain like for a couple of episodes, and it's kind of like they're trying to do like a. She has a high voice. It's like creepy that right. she's like. It's kind of like the equivalent of like playing like plinky plonky children's music to like build up suspense in a horror <laughs> film. You know what I mean? Or like yeah. a small child singing a nursery rhyme really slowly. <laughs> um, it was kind of a bit like that. But also like yeah, for the last two episodes, they've just been like traveling and just not been really doing anything. Do you know what I feel like it? What I've seen so far, it's all been well done. I think what I've just realised is that I think I just don't really like zombie. Yeah. Zombie apocalypse dramas, which yeah. is essentially what that is. And the reason why episode three was so good was because it wasn't really a zombie apocalypse drama. Do you know what? I think that maybe zombie apocalypse stuff works better as games than it does as films or television. But, uh, you know, just a theory. I feel mm. like you might be right. Yeah. Bit of interactive pow, 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 kill mm. the zombies. Mm. Because you do the pow, 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 like every so often it's slightly different as a game and you experience it differently as a player but when you're watching like someone getting chased by a zombie like the 10th time in a series you're like okay yawn they've been chased like just them two like about three times and it's been six episodes Mm. yeah and you already feel like if it happens again it's like okay yeah what's new yeah whatever but um Pedro Pascal, personal highlight. Sexy. He there's a really great TikTok of this woman like trying to set her TikTok algorithm. So she's kind of like holding her phone nonchalantly in front of her face, saying like Pedro Pascal, Pedro Pascal edits, <laughs> Pedro Pascal without shirt, Pedro Pascal with children, Pedro Pascal cooking. Yeah, that's me highlights now. for me. A what's his name? Bill. Nick Offerman, Nick oh, Offerman, oh, and Nick Murray, Murray from season yeah. one of I think basically this is all about Murray Bartlett. Is it Bartlett? <laughs> it is Bartlett. I think Murray it is. Bartlett's, I think yeah. Yeah, right, Murray yeah. Bartlett is having his year. Yeah, and, and I frankly, frankly, I, I'm, I'm here for it. I oh, think triggered. That, um, <laughs> I think that he, um, yeah. Well, he's saying he's having his year. I, I never watched the first series of White Lotus until this year, but yeah, he's fucking good in that. He's fucking good in. Yeah, him and Nick Offerman in in The Last of Us episode three, but I haven't got past the episode three. No, nor me. Uh, can't be asked. <laughs> the other one that I resisted for ages, which I do actually love and will come back to, is Succession. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's one that for years people were like, you'll like it. And I was like, leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> I'm not going to watch it. And then I did, and it's fucking great. And now they're bringing back another season. So and I'm excited. Is it, what series is it going to be now? Four? Four? And it's written. Oh, yeah. Did you know who it's written by? The yeah. Peep Show guys. Peep Show guys, which is amazing. Explains just, like, everything. Explains everything. It does it's so make quick. it easier to digest, actually, when you know that it was the it was um what's his name that Jesse Jesse Armstrong. Yeah. Jesse Armstrong. Jesse yeah. Armstrong. It makes it easier to to actually watch when you know that it's kind of meant to be a comedy. 
Yeah. Because I think there are some people that watch that and they think, oh, these people are quite cool. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> it's actually, like, no, the point is that they're the most insufferable babe. human beings on the planet. It's like, like fucking Christian Bale on American Psycho and yeah. guys like, or, or a fucking Wolf of Wall Street. And it was like, the fact that you idolise them means you've missed the entire point of the fucking film. Oh my God. If, if someone ever tells me that Wolf of Wall Street is their favourite film... Red flag. Red flag. No, just end of the conversation. <laughs> like, I don't need a fight. It's not a flag. It's just like I will not talk to someone whose favourite film is a three-hour-long film that broke the record for the most F-words in a film ever for no reason. If like, guys watch Wolf of Wall Street and they're like, this is what success looks... Wolf of Wall Street is what 14-year-old boys' version of success looks like. Yeah. Well, that, to be fair, that was because they cast Margot Robbie in as the love interest. And Fine. frankly, that is if success. you could get Margot Robbie, you know, you're doing all right. But then he does end up in a pretty bad way. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of like, yeah, did you not watch until the end of the film? Did you just kind of like <laughs> pause at the bit where they're fucking the like sex workers? I'm like, yep. Yeah. Genuinely, I don't think I've ever made it the whole way through Wolf of Wall Street, but I think I fall asleep. I watched it with my parents once. Yeah, my mum and dad went to the cinema to see it, and (laughs) and they came out and went, well, there's too much swearing. I was like, yeah, well. (laughs) My dad went to go and see Centrillions with his friend. (laughs) What? On a statue? Well, no, they just went with his mate after work. He saw saw one and two. I think he saw two twice. Oh, The Legend of Fritton's Gold. (laughs) Yes, The Legend of Fritton's Gold. What being a girl dad will do to you over yeah, time. Literally, literally. You down I'm a huge no, Drinian's fan. He also, I don't even have any female children. So I talk about um, you know with with my um <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if I should mention this, actually it's funny. With my partner, I talk about my dad's bays. Like he'll like watch a film and be like, Oh, she's so lovely. Jem Arterton is one of his big Good faves. choice. Good choice. <laughs> the Brits. <laughs> Anyone watch them? Yes. I did, and my favourite bit that was so many people's not favourite bit, just because I'm actually, I, as a, I'm a cool girl as well, yeah. um, was the bit where Wet Leg won and they came up and she did the same speech. That I Alex have Turner this did. in my notes. I yeah. hate it. I hated I it. it. I, I hated thought it was it. hilarious. Go on, for and against debate but, team, no, guys. No, but no one got it when they were yeah. saying it because everyone was so pissed there. And I think if the audience had all laughed, it would have been fine. But I felt, in the end, I just ended up feeling sorry for her because she didn't stop. That Can you explain to the listener? Because I remember seeing Alex Turner give that speech. I thought when it was they won so cringe when time. it happened. No, the first time it was, but I think they were doing it to take the piss out of the Arctic Monkeys. Were they and taking Alex the Turner. piss? Yeah, I think so. So for the listener, Wet Leg won. Which ward was it? Best no, UK, couple, best band, best, yeah. best, best group, best, best leg, be, best leg, best leg. <laughs> Which <laughs> one was it? The wet one. <laughs> I actually quite like Wet Leg. Yeah, same. I've never heard any of their songs ever. But they went up on stage and they quoted Alex Turner from the Arctic Monkeys at the Brit Awards several years earlier. His acceptance speech for AM AM winning best album. His acceptance speech was, that rock and roll, (laughs) it goes away sometimes and disappears into the sludge or disappears into (laughs) the swamp. The the swamp. And then then it comes out or fucking whatever. And... (laughs) That, that, but her saying that made me laugh so much because I just thought she's taking the piss out of him being a knob. Yeah. I feel like she was taking the piss. Oh, 100, she, 100%. Oh, I don't think that maybe I got that. I thought she was just saying that. That's like, what oh, I'm yeah. saying. Okay, I think that too many people didn't get it and that's the sad thing because actually then she looks like a twat. Yeah. But actually she was, it was being quite funny. funny. It was she funny. She was being funny. And then it, what was even funnier is when they let, let, let the hairy little blokes talk when they came up the second time and one of them went, <laughs> what does he say? He said something like, relationship 
has an end or something, but friendship's a ship that you, you always have. I can't remember the quote, <laughs> but it was well funny. It was like a cuddly little hairy bloke. And uh, yeah. They sound nice. I think they all seem pretty cool, you know? They're all right. It was good. Who won the... Because last time we talked about the Brits, Easter was on, and we were talking about that, how they got rid of best female and best male artist, and they abolished that, and they instead had like a gender-neutral category. Right. But every single person nominated was a man. Oh, in this year's Brits. Yeah. I think the Harry Styles won it. Yeah. Yeah. I think he won mostly. He, he big won big at the Grammys, and I think he might have won at the Brits too. Wait, who were the nominees for the for the best artist? Harry Styles, George Ezra, Central H. C. Stormzy. I think that's it. Yeah, I think, I think so. we've got it between us. Yeah. That's yeah, I think that's a bit of a that's that's maybe when they when maybe they what they meant when they said they were gonna get rid of uh, They just meant the women. They just meant they were gonna get rid of the women's <laughs> category. <laughs> And say artist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. artist obviously means men, man, as opposed to female artists. Exactly. Yes, got, exactly. got you. Yeah. Okay, fine. I understand. No, yeah. sorry, it was just my silly female, female brain. Artist, as we all know, is an artiste. Dn. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah I guess it was just my stupid female brain. Sorry. Not yeah, I was gonna. Don't let me mansplain. <laughs> You. My silly brain's overheating. <laughs> well, it will do. <laughs> you need to have an ice cream. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> um, Harry do you like wine? <laughs> yeah, I do. Do what do we think about? What do we think about Harry Styles' outfits? For me, I live in fear of them. I think he can do whatever he wants. I think he looks great. He looks happy. I, yeah, let he looks happy. Live. He looks happy. Um, but I hate every single thing he ever wears. I mean, I wouldn't wear it. No, not, yeah. But maybe I'm just really judgy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. I'm a bitch. I'm like, this is like a personal I, awakening. I am, a, well, not even that close to a bit of One Direction stand though, so I feel like he can do no wrong in my eyes. Mm, fair enough. Mm. Yeah. I, um, I don't care. You don't care? <laughs> so what did you think of Sam Smith's outfit? Uh, Sam Smith. I like that. too much hate. Leave that poor person alone. Yeah. Yeah. I I think they're having a fun time. I mean, that was a fucking stupid outfit, but like... Vibes? You're on the red carpet at the Brits. Wear the fuck what you want to wear. If I like, get nominated for the Fortnite Mason Awards, I'm wearing that exact outfit. <laughs> Are well, you now, you've, that's, you've said that now. We'll pump um, you up backstage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant it's in like gas me up. Like, yeah, yeah, girl, you're going to be great. Yeah. I don't know but, if this is a bit niche, but it really reminded me of this sketch from... Um, an episode of the League of Gentlemen, I think it's the League of Gentlemen or Inside oh. Number Nine, where they're all in these like inflatable black suits, and it's like, "Daddy controls your breathing now," <laughs> and it's absolutely it's some of the darkest shit I've ever seen. So every time I saw Sam Smith in that outfit, and obviously I couldn't escape that because yeah. it was all over the internet. Every single time I was thinking of um, Steve Pemberton in that thing yeah. going, daddy controls your breathing now <laughs> it's so so dark and then they like all end up dying yeah and but that's that's what uh, sam smith really made me think of during that so <laughs> have you been seeing the stuff about roll doll books in the news that they're oh. changing the words in lots of roll doll books you've seen this will yeah that like augustus gloop isn't going to be described as fat anymore he's going to be described problem with as augustus enormous. gloop was Never that he was fat. It's just that he was a cunt. It's that he was greedy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That is the thing that they're trying. That's what they're calling. Roald Dahl was an awful man. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. J.K. Rowling is a fucking cleft when it comes to <laughs> trans rights. This is an anti-JK podcast. <laughs> but, but 
and there is a but, the stories that they wrote are objectively great. They're important. Well, Harry Potter's got some holes in it, whatever. But that, but, but, but you know, Harry Potter has transcended. You know that. You know, it's not about J.K. Rowling. She's made something that has been taken on and run with by so many other people. Mm-hmm. It's bigger than that. Roald Dahl was a fucking. I'm pretty sure he was like a Nazi. He was, he was. An, he's a massive he was anti-Semite. A raging anti-Semite. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Twits is basically an anti-Semitic yeah. tomb. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, I never saw that. Yeah. True. Yeah. But you know, Twits is my but, favorite. I love the Twits. <laughs> but Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is such a good story and like something that I, I don't. You know, maybe I need to look at it through a fresh pair of eyes, but I don't necessarily see that as problematic. I don't see fantastic... Frankly, a story about a fox stealing from some cunts, I don't think there's a problem with that. You know, loads mm-hmm. of those stories... It feels quite a like, socialist, fantastic. Yeah, exactly. But it's not, it's but it's not the storyline that's being changed. It's, it's very small words. And I think that the point that you made earlier where it's kind of like changing... So some of like the language surrounding the Olympus, you're like, okay, fair enough. But then, like, some of the language has been changed. I'm like, okay, I think that's... And I, this is what I was saying in conversations. I think that that's... Whenever you read an old book with a parent, that's then their responsibility to say, like, oh, my God, I can't believe that people used to so think like that. I feel like it's an educational true. tool, isn't it? My dad used to read me fucking The Secret Seven and Famous Five. Yeah. Mm. No one talks like that anymore. Yeah. It's not even that those books are massively problematic as far as what I can remember... It's just that no one talks like that anymore. The way that language and the way that people talk now and the things that people say is completely different to what it was when Roald Dahl was writing those books. Mm. But as you just said, if you're a parent, it's down to you to make sure your kid's not a dickhead. Mm. Them reading a book is not going to make them, you know, turn around and go, I hate fat people (laughs) and stuff like that. It's It's just a book and they're good books. And I remember loving reading those books as a kid and you know i don't think there's anything in them that made me turn out like a complete knob well yeah. well maybe it was other, <laughs> might, might have been other things but you know what i mean yeah. it's just like it's down it feels to, like unnecessary censorship if you, yeah if it, i feel uh, like it's yeah, a classic it case of separate the artist from the art mm, we were talking about this earlier i agree but like, even small things like there is a bit where um i think it's in the Matilda book. I was looking at examples. There was a piece written in the Times that I think Ed Cumming, who I've met a couple of times, contributed to it. And that's how I saw it. That's how I saw the news. And um, one of the lines is like, oh, I can't wait till I'd, I turn into an adult. I'd probably like bash her head in or something. And it's been changed to, I can't wait till I'm an adult. I'll give her a right proper talking to. Silly. It just kind of I... like takes the silliness out Take, of her. Yeah. I really thought this was going to be a much more lighthearted podcast. <laughs> I didn't think we were going to be diving into to these sorts of matters, but you know, good to good to get it. You've been brought under false pretenses. <laughs> Sorry, babes. Let's change the subject. <laughs> I so this might just be a me thing. You might turn around and say, "Okay, Hal, it's just you that feels like this." But Ice Spice and Pink Panthers have released a song together. Yeah. So they are both like the pinnacle of TikTok music, Gen Z. They both had songs that are incredibly popular on TikTok and then they've now released a song together and it's huge and it's probably going to top the charts or whatever. But I feel like this is probably one of the first times where I have felt too old for popular music. I don't like it very much. To be fair, I love Pink Panther's music mm-hmm. normally. I don't know lots about Ice Spice to be fair, but she is burn up right now. I sometimes listen to Ice Spice in the gym. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. What is on your gym playlist? I don't have a gym playlist. 
I just yeah. have a light songs playlist that I put on when I just want to let it roll. And there is at least one. It's Munch uh, on it. It's Munch. <laughs> I won't repeat the lyrics, but it's the, it's the combination of the uh, the music and the beats and how she looks. Does it a get little... you excited for lunch? It certainly does. <laughs> and she looks a little bit like Annie. So <laughs> Annie with a fanny, I suppose, if we're American. Cause, oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Annie with a fanny. Obviously it's a minge here, but over there it's a bum bum. She's yeah, got a big bum bum. Annie with a fanny. Annie with a fanny. But, um, and not a child. Important. Yeah, yes. it's important. really important to clarify. Could be an orphan. Don't know what her parental situation is. I don't know. But, but adult, for sure. Yeah. Very much adult. But um, I, I honestly felt like, wow, like these two people, they're like, come up has just been so, I just haven't caught it at all. It's not been suggested to me in the algorithm. I think it's because the algorithm knows that I'm not interested. What? Boys are layer. The boys, boys are layer. Yeah. I yeah. actually have noticed that when it comes to the TikTok algorithm, I don't get a lot of like new music stuff like what that. do you Obviously get Obviously, it knows uh mostly just um <laughs> i can't think of anything funny um, <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it's you know it's just like food shit and then i get loads of like niche talk stuff as well like little cut cut bits of like brass eye and like alan partridge and shit and like with set with football stuff which i don't even like so tiktok sort it out um i was just speaking to my phone when <laughs> yeah, I said yeah, 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 yeah um but i i find that the way that i um, hear most of the uh, of these pieces of music mm-hmm. that I wouldn't normally hear because I don't look for or like listen to now three hundred and two um, is uh, through people that are trying to make their videos go viral by using those bits of music. Yeah, because I think that's something that people have really snaggled onto now. And when you use a certain tune on a reel. Or on a TikTok. Apple bottom making one, I bite. Yeah, maybe that <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I find that that's the way that I hear these pieces of music. And then I go, oh, I wish I hadn't heard that. They get really, <laughs> little, real earworms. Yeah. And then it's in really my head in for there. days. For days. Yeah, that fucking, because girls is players too. That lives in my head. Sorry, what? Have that you one. used that on one of Girls your reels? Is... No. I would, never... <laughs> I would rather die. Yeah. <laughs> the last thing on the agenda to talk about is the Super Bowl. Which Will has already said he didn't watch. No, I, yeah, I didn't. Have you not even seen a, a snippet of Rihanna performing? The only thing that I can say that's even slightly related to the Super Bowl is I saw that a place that does barbecue food near me was doing a showing of the Super Bowl from 11pm till 3am on, on a Sunday night. And I, and I looked at that and I thought, yeah, could could go to that. And then didn't because I couldn't give less of a shit about the NFL. I'm actually much more of a Major League Baseball uh, fan. Um, <laughs> it's funny I you say simply that. adore baseball um, <laughs> and American football can suck my ass. Heard it here first. I mean, the fact that it's on a Sunday night and literally in the middle of the night in the UK does not help its case. Sunday really, nights it? are not the nights for fun. Sunday, Sunday night, night is chill yeah. night. It's chill night. Sunday night is maybe have a little takeaway. Chinese takeaway, maybe. Lord of the want. Rings. Pray. Oh. We and eat, pray, we pray, pray the Lord and of the we Rings. love. <laughs> big time, big time. Um, yeah. Eat, no, slay, love. Eat, slay, love. Yeah. Every day, baby. Um, yeah, but I think that uh, Sunday nights are for Chinese takeaways and actually the Lord of the Rings, now you come to mention it. Yeah. 
I the only Lord I'm praising is the Lord of the Rings. Absolutely. Same. Who is Same. the Lord of the Rings? It's Sauron, isn't it? Or is it? Is it Frodo? But like Sauron is the Lord of the Rings. Isn't it Aragorn? He? Well, he's because the king. He ends up... But the Lord of the Rings, Sauron is the Lord of the Rings, right? I don't know. That's why he's trying to get it back. I think he's just got some of them. Right. Who well, is we... the Lord of the Rings? Yeah, I the dressed... Dark Lord Sauron. Oh, it is the Dark Lord Sauron. I dressed as Lord of the Rings for World Book Day in year five. <laughs> where... Miscellaneous Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it's, it's actually quite he's... good. Listen okay, to this. Okay, okay. I wore a black cloak and my mum made me a black uh, paper crown, which okay. I shelved Haribo rings on each of the bits of the crown. <laughs> That's brilliant. I know. I didn't win that. Most little twats would have just gone as Frodo. But you, you know had what? to just go all out. I've probably bitched about this on a podcast before. Maybe you not. You know who wins things? Characters that aren't from books. Characters who aren't from books. Have I ranted you about before? Shrek. 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 I have. Someone in year five won who was dressed as Shrek. What? But, but oh. we learnt it was a book. But, I mean, no one's yeah. read the book of Shrek. To be fair. It's German. I once went to World Book Day as... Uh, what's David his Beckham. No, what's his name? What's the little... Twat that's friends with Dora the Explorer called Diego. Ah. Just Diego. wanted, to wear, wanted to wear some clothes that looked a little bit like what that little fucker used to wear. <laughs> and I was like, do you know what? That's what it's going to be. I'm going as Go Diego Go, or whatever his name was. <laughs> they were like, is that a book? I'm, like, I'm sure there's a comic. <laughs> Must be. Somewhere. Loophole. Loophole, year six teacher. Take that. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? Send me home? Hell no. <laughs> My mum would have to come and get me. I don't live near the school. <laughs> we live in a village. We live in a village. This, this school's near a town. <laughs> what are you yeah, it was really giving James Acaster that delivery. <laughs> <laughs> Back yeah, to Rihanna skip, and Super let's Bowl. Let's skip then. over the Super Bowl. I don't, you don't, you don't care for it. Do you not care about Rihanna? Uh, no, actually. Really? Really. Oh, wow. Well, Whoa. I mean, I mean, that's a take in no, itself. Look, Rihanna's fine. Wow. Rihanna's fine. What I love about Rihanna is that she has decided that she wants to live in the UK and she's an American. And I always think that actually having been. She's Bayesian. Having been. Oh, shit. Yeah, oh, have far, you know? Yeah, no, she is Bayesian. And I know that because I've been to Barbados and she is literally their the queen. The mayor. Yeah. She is literally their fucking hero. Well, to be fair, Barbados is very like. They, they have American accents quite often. Uh, yeah, I mean, she doesn't have the strongest Bayesian accent. No. She used to. I don't think I've yeah. ever heard Rihanna talk. She doesn't have to. She just has to like. Or maybe pop you just haven't listened. <laughs> um, no, but I just think that um, I think that when people actively choose to live in the UK, I think that that's because they understand the good things about it rather than the she uh, gets us. the Brexit and the whereabouts uh, is she living? The EDL. She she bought a house for a time up in Hampstead. I it's think St John's Wort. I thought it was. Oh, was it? I think so. There I was might a photo wrong. of a Sainsbury's bag for life. Well, there were loads of pictures of her with the Sainsbury's bag for life in the corner, which is iconic. <laughs> I, I love that. She's one shit. of us. Is she, is she living that. there Sainsbury's with Sainsbury's girly? Is she living there with what's that, Bricky? I feel like it was pre. I feel like it was pre. Pre RASAP. Does he live times. in the UK? I'm sure he visits. <laughs> I went her. really high there. Does he? Does he in the UK? Oh. Are you a WhatsApp? <laughs> Sorry, ASAP Rocky. Sim. Nah, I liked ASAP Rocky when he when he first sort of. When he first came on the scene, uh, and now I, I haven't really listened to anything. You know when he did that one? Well, it must be. Let swag in a mouth. I don't know about that one. Is it gold? I don't know about a lot of bad bitches. That's my fucking problem. 
Yeah, that was a bad one. That one was, I believe, with Drake and Kendrick Lamar. It's Kendrick Lamar. Yes, I love I love rap and hip hop music. But not Rihanna, evidently. It's not that I dislike Rihanna, it's just that I don't really get. I swear she hasn't put out an album in... She a, hasn't. A, she doesn't need to. ...in a very, very long time. She's a boss businesswoman. She's written songs. She's done songs. What is your favourite Rihanna song? Um, oh, I was disappointed she didn't play Disturbia. Oh, yes, a good one, Disturbia. Actually. actually, the more I, I talk about it, the more I like Rihanna. I really like so whenever... My mum calls me Nana. Mm. So whenever she hugs me, she goes, Oh, Nana. Oh. Which is cute. I What's my name, Banger? really like Needed Me. Yeah. It's an incredible song. Strong, strong. Needed Me is an amazing song. Kiss It Better is also an amazing song. Mm-hmm. Um, Only Girl in the World. Only Girl in the World. Rude Boy. Rude Boy's high. I've noticed you haven't said Umbrella. Yeah. I don't like Umbrella. Got no time for Umbrella. Wow. I, I like it. If it as comes far as the on, discography if it goes, comes on, I'd skip it. Oh, I've I'm, also oh, noticed oh, you haven't said... Uh, is it... What's the one about the DJ? Oh, Mr. DJ, hold on the replay. Mr. DJ, what you done the musical? That one. On the replay. On the replay. What about Please Don't Stop the Music? Ones ones that are really good are the Calvin Harris ones. Obviously, we found love, but... Your dad's um, favourite. Who's that chick? This is what he came for. Who's that chick? Who's that chick? The David Guetta one. That's my favourite Rihanna song ever. Your dad's favourite Rihanna song is Four or Five Seconds featuring Kanye (laughs) and... Do you know, it's not. (laughs) My dad's favourite Rihanna song is probably Rude Boy. No, your dad's favourite song by Rihanna is four or five seconds and he's got a little tab saved on his Mozilla Firefox where it's it's just that YouTube video in black and white. You know, my dad went to see Rihanna for his 50th birthday. My mom gave on him tickets with my little sister. He took really? For them. Wow. He loves Rihanna. I did not really? know that about yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I just boy, knew he really liked Mozilla Firefox as an internet browser. You thought... I don't know where we've got this from, but... Just, we're running with it. Just what people are saying in the in the bumhead area. It's a big roast, right? So question time. It's question time. It's time so- for our letters. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We usually have like a letter section. The first letter is actually very sweet from someone who said... A letter? What do you mean? We call it letters. Oh, great. But it's not actually a letter. It is a letter. Oh, it is a letter. They sent a physical letter. Is it an agony aunt situation? Yeah, it's an agony aunt situation. You're the agony aunties. And you're an agony uncle. Oh, good. (laughs) Agony uncle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Eve gets in touch. She sent a photo that I haven't opened, but I'll open it in a bit. 
She says, ladies, I wrote, this isn't a question, by the way, this is just some correspondence. I wrote into you last week, uh, and I love how pumped you were for me in my single life. You'll be glad to know. So she was single on Valentine's Day and wanted to know what she was going to be up to. And we basically told her to have a wank and make herself some food. Yes, that's yes. what I would have said. Yeah. We should talk, well, we could talk about that sex toy that sounds intriguing in well, a I second. Just, yeah, I just, I saw, I was, do you know we were talking about my TikTok algorithm? Yes. Yeah, well, for some reason it thinks that I want a clitoral stimulator. Is it? <laughs> um, yeah. And what is a dick if not an enlarged clit? We all start off with clits. That's true, actually. I've always said that. There's a, th- a few things I always say, and uh, that's... That's, <laughs> that's the, the third that's one. That's the third one. <laughs> the Holy Trinity. Oh. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about your special product a bit, because I feel like I follow meme pages, and then the meme pages suddenly like have quite explicit adverts for bondage gear and clitoral stimulators. Yeah. And like happens. very intense vi- looking vibrators dripping in water. Anyway, <laughs> you'll be glad to know I made homemade pizza with some truffle mayo as a top tier tip. Cracked open the vino and listened to your podcast. Yay! Such a wholesome Valentine's Day. But I'm going to head to the cinema at some point too for sure. Thank you for making me smile today. Hope your day is full of love. Yay! Thank you. Okay, Becky gets in touch. Hi, I love your podcast. I always cook while I listen and I love hearing about the best thing you've eaten each week. Nice plot point, Sophie. Good feedback. Thank you. My mum is coming to visit me in London soon to celebrate her birthday. And I wondered if you could recommend somewhere veggie friendly for dinner. I want to take her somewhere special and I feel overwhelmed with choice. Anywhere central at least would be perfect, right? Oh my God, great, okay. We can all... um, My... So I'm getting overexcited. Yeah, go ahead. Will's on his phone, so Steph, I'm going to hand over to you. Uh, Boobala uh, oh, in Spitalfields. Yes. Uh, it's all vegetarian and vegan. Really lovely, um, generalised kind of Israeli Middle Eastern food. Lovely. Potato latkes, which are less latkes and more like the comfy potatoes you get in all the trendy restaurants. They're lovely. The best hummus ever, which is a basic thing to say because you get hummus everywhere, but that is particularly good hummus. And loads of other lovely... Veg-centric sides. Another place in Spitalfields I love is Tofu Vegan, which is a great, entirely vegan Chinese menu. They've got one in Islington as well, but the Spitalfields one, I imagine, is more in your direction if you're east. That's great. Really good dumplings. Loads of delicious stuff on there. My other one would be Fat Pundit, which is in Central. I think there's one in Soho and one in Covent Garden. And they just have all these really delicious... I guess it's... I'm trying to think where it is. It's kind of... It's on Old Compton Street, isn't it? I think it's on Old Compton Street. But I think it's maybe like Nepalese food or Tibetan food. Right. So you've got quite a nice mixture of kind of sticky Chinesey things and also more curried things. Mm, sticky you, Chinese. There are momos on the menu, which sticky are lovely Chinese dumplings. Like, yeah. um, they do this really delicious crackling spinach dish there and loads of other really nice veggie bits. So they're probably my top three. Nice. I would recommend Silo. Yeah, I was mm. going to say Silo. Silo, zero-waste restaurant, and it's all plant-based, but the flavour and texture well, is so... Well, majority plant-based. Yeah, majority. They only get, like, super... It's plant-focused, right? Things, yeah. Yeah. They, like, they do have the... I think the best sausage I've ever eaten was at Silo. Silo. Yeah. But, like, they are so focused on flavour and, flavor and texture. The one time that I went, there was no meat on the menu. No, there was one dish that was meat, and it's, like, a really long course tasting menu mm. um i think maybe there were about 10 courses when i went 
And I think there was only me in the seventh course. Yeah. And only then I registered that I hadn't had any meat up to yeah. that point. It was so fucking good. I love But you could also happens. get like a veggie menu. They also do low intervention wines. Served by my good pal Liam Colucci, who's insanely chatty and amazing. But well worth a chat to tell him how I sent you. But that's amazing. I would definitely recommend that as a veggie option. What about you, Will? Um, I would probably just say go to Black Axe and have the vegan option. Yes. Because they do the, like, especially if you're going with someone that eats meat, like, you can have a bit of both. And they, they always do, like, a really good vegan version. I've been there a couple of times when we've gone with, like, Abby, Tegan's housemate, who is one of those vegetarians. She is indeed. I've had dinner with her before. Yeah. She does not like eating meat. And, um, <laughs> yeah, but I think they, I, it seems like they always do a really, make a really good effort to have a... For such a meat-focused menu to have a really good, like plant-based alternative, and it's just two set menus, isn't it? So it's a real skill doing both really well. Mm. Yeah, I think it's it clever. Clubs. Does feel like there's a good team there. It's a good team, <laughs> and it's, uh, yeah, it's a clever, clever restaurant. But um, yeah, I, I, to be honest, I think I, I don't really tend to eat at like veggie-focused restaurants so mm. i'm only really going off veggie dishes but one thing that really i find quite surprising is that every time i've ever eaten at st john bread and wine mm -hmm. the veggie dishes that they have on the menu have always been for me better than most of like the bigger meaty plates okay so they normally like lovely potatoey cheesy things yeah yeah and they had like so it was like some braised barley with leeks and young cheese or whatever before it was just Ooh. every time i've had the the veggie option <laughs> delicious of course i've had that alongside bits of boiled pork but you know it's always always good balance, so balance. worth a trip life's know? all about balance Palance? Life's all about palance. <laughs> it's all about. That's what I always say. Yeah, it's interesting. That's one of the things I always say uh, as well. <laughs> <It's all about> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hope that helps, Becky. Fiona gets in touch. <laughs> I just like the way you said that. Fiona gets in touch. Fiona gets in touch. I'm hearing from Fiona. Hi guys, big fan of the podcast. Love heart emoji. Thank you. During lockdown, I learned how to cook, but my go-to is always pasta. Not necessarily a bad thing. Maybe. Since then, my boyfriend and I have a new weekly tradition of making and perfecting an arabiata whenever we get the chance to sit down and enjoy it with a bottle of red. Rogue choice. <laughs> arabiata. I would say that's a rogue choice. I would say of all the pastas that you can make that, like basic pastas. What would you say? I'd say that's one. I'd what, say that's, spicy tomato sauce? Yeah, but I'd say that like, like tomato and basil, carbonara. Uh, I think perfecting a good tomato sauce is... It's not the easiest thing to do. It's not. But I think arabiata, I don't think I've ever knowingly cooked an arabiata. I think I do it accidentally all the time because I always add chili flakes. Right. Hannah, continue. Let's wait till we get to the end of the question before we start <laughs> roasting her. Then it's fair game. <laughs> Sorry, Mum. Sorry, Fiona. <laughs> We've been trying different reds to develop our palates, but we're keen to find one that pairs perfectly with a spicy arabiata mm. sauce and pasta dish. Something to go with all the spiciness of the chilies, the sweetness of the San Marzano tomatoes. And the sharpness of the parmesan. Will's put his hand up. Do you have any recommendations? Yes, Will, what is it? That sounds like quite a peppery dish. <laughs> what is it? You say you usually say say something, don't you? Well, one thing that I always say is that <laughs> when you're eating peppery food, a wine with uh, lots of Syrah grapes. Is that right? 
Sarah. Sarah. I was I was gonna I, I was holding Sarah. my tongue. And I realized he did on purpose. Like... No, I actually didn't. Oh, right. uh, that second glass of wine's hit me a little hard. Um, lots of Syrah grapes um, pair very nicely with uh, peppery dishes. Peppery dishes, yeah. But there's a difficult thing when you're pairing wine with spicy food because when you have a very spicy dish and you have an alco- a wine that's high in alcohol. What happens is the alcohol, the spice tends to make the alcohol feel like really burning. So you kind of get like a casual alcohol burn when you're drinking wine. That's like part of the whole, that contributes to the entire body of the wine. But when you have a spicy dish, it can make the alcohol feel like quite a lot. So the tannins kill you slightly. Not the tannins. Tannins are different to alcohol. You fucking idiot! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I can't believe we're friends. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go for really high tannin wine. But yeah, that, but that's also yeah. a good point. So you're, as you're a, not, you're as not a, wrong. I'm just jumping ahead. Oh. You're not, but you're also not wrong. Like if you kind of have something that's like super spicy and it's too alcoholic, too tannic, then all you're going to taste is the burn of the alcohol and the tannins, and the fruit's going to get smothered. What you need to do is you need to have a wine that's kind of got a tiny bit of grip on the palate, so like really low tannins. Very fruit forward, probably quite youthful. So you're probably looking at like a young, like French wine made from like Cab Franc or Syrah or Grenache or Sanso or Carignan, that kind of thing. Um, Would that be sort of a 2022 onwards vintage? I mean, I feel like you probably go as far back as 2019, but it mm. depends. Like a lot of like, especially natural wines, they're designed to be drunk within like, I don't know, like a year of it yeah. being made. A year of it being released, sorry, um, depending on what kind of aging process they have. So I would definitely recommend something that's lower in alcohol, so maybe something around 11%, I would say, is probably about as low as you can go for like a good red. Um, and something that's young and fruit forward is what I would suggest. Alternatively, Delicious. jug of sangria. Jug of sangria. The fruitiest Ooh, red in all the land. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like a jug of sangria with like a little uh, little bit of batatas bravas. You know? Ooh, batatas bravas. Always good. Also, batatas bravas, always aioli. I would always choose to have it on there, but it doesn't necessarily need to be on there. I think it needs it. Because I mayonnaise, would agree. Mayonnaise and potatoes. Yeah, best pals. I once like, went on a, on a date with a guy and um, he ordered the patatas bravas and he used a Spanish accent for the patatas bravas. No. <laughs> nothing else on the menu and it was a tapas restaurant. <laughs> Say patatas bravas in your best Spanish accent. I've just got to channel my inner puss and boots. Whenever you want to do a Spanish accent, you've got to... Patatas bravas. <laughs> oh, hello. Where have you been hiding, Antonio? Uh. I've watched uh, Spy Kids several times. <laughs> See, you can think but of But not funny. the third and fourth one. <laughs> Last question. Got nothing to do with food and drink, but it's a leftover one from Valentine's Day. Go on. It's a straggler. Hmm. I broke up with my boyfriend a month ago, but we're still sleeping in the same bed. Am I crazy? That's literally the question. <laughs> Uh, I don't think you're crazy. The housing market is pretty brutal these days, so I understand if it's taking a bit of time to move out. But I would recommend for your own sake getting out of there, stat, if you don't want to still be with that man. I read a thing by Vicky Spratt, who's the housing um, correspondent for The Independent or something like that, uh, Independent or The Evening Standard, and she said the other day that it's now impossible as a woman earning the average wage that a woman earns in the UK to buy any house on the market. In the I UK. was reading this the other day. Yeah. Brutal. 
It's absolutely fucking brutal. So, yeah, breakups are an economic challenge as much as they are an emotional one. I don't think you should sleep with in the same bed as someone that you've broken up with because I, I think relationship-wise it makes it harder for you to... To move um, on. Yeah. I mean, I think pre... Um, uh, Tegan. PT. PT, yeah. <laughs> I think I've had uh, situations where I've shared beds with, uh, you know, friends. Uh, yeah. And, you know, you always end up having a sort of cuddle kind Yay. of thing. And yeah. I think that actually if there's already feelings there... That might make, it, the might, might make it quite difficult for the cuddle not to end up in... Muscle memory. In, when you're exactly, asleep. Exactly. And I think that actually... Uh, Spooning leads to forking. From a, Every precisely. Time. And from a mental health perspective, I think that staying very, very close to someone that you've broken up with physically is probably a bad thing. Maybe alternate nights on the sofa. Yeah. Mm. How comfy is your sofa? I think that's right. Or... If you are able to, just move back in with your parents. It's nothing to be poo-pooed at. I mean, my friend Ed's moved back in with his parents for a bit. I've done it several times in adulthood. He's, he's not gone through a breakup. He's just a fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> I only said that because I know he's going to listen to this. <laughs> Love you, Ed. He's not a loser. He's actually moving to Dubai. <laughs> to be lots and lots and lots of money. <laughs> You know, I would agree with you. I think that it's like a situation because I, I feel my most vulnerable at night because like you've got your makeup off, you're like setting down for the night, you're kind of like de-stressing from the day. I think that the person that you're sleeping next to is inexorably tied up in that experience. So I think you just need to... That's very true, yeah. You need. I think that when you're sleeping, you're vulnerable. You're literally, you're, yeah, you're vulnerable. Yeah. And although they're not going to, like, strangle you in your sleep, it's also, like, if I go to bed and I've had an argument with my partner, I, like, don't sleep very easily because the person I've had an argument is literally next to me. Yeah. So yeah, I can't there's nothing really... worse than having a fallout and then getting into bed with your significant other. Yeah. You've got to make up pre-bed Because someone's always got to start talking first to try and solve it. <laughs> And you don't want it to be you. Like, morning. You don't want it to be you, Never. but then Have if it sleep? goes on too long, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll yeah. take you'll take a hit. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I would say, you're get not the fuck crazy. out of that situation. You're not crazy, but get yeah. the fuck out of the situation. Yeah. I think it's stay with a friend, stay us. with your parents. Yep, burden other people. You can do the hundred percent, but it's true. Like when I was at the end of my last relationship, so many friends were like, "Yeah, that sounds shit." Like stay with me on my sofa if, if it ever hits the fan. It's a lot yeah. like Marmite, not in the way that you either love it or hate it, but if you spread the burden, it's a bit nicer. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yes. if For it's a little sure. bit more spread out, if you stare at a friend's one night with your parents the other night. You don't want to be, be globbed with burden. Exactly. You and then maybe you'll thin. be able to find another friend or you can move in with a friend who has a significant other, cause a rift in their relationship, then move in with that person. Perfect. <laughs> Problem solved. Home wreck, home wreck that shit. I hope that that advice provided something for you. But I think we've spoken for quite a while. I think that might be all we have time for. I suspect it might be. Will? Will, this has been so lovely. It's been really nice. I'm really actually time. sad that you're not going to be back next week. No, I, 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 I can be. Come uh, but I've got to make a sort of cheese and butter pancake. Um, <laughs> yes, I look forward to that. Next time, so. Is there anything that you would like to plug to our dear listeners whilst you're here? Are you not doing something? Do you not have oh, the day after this podcast out? comes out? Oh yeah, when's this coming out? Friday. Two days. The third. 
No, as in this it Friday coming up. up. This Friday. Oh, um, yeah. Okay, so I am doing a pop up with Cockfighter, the mm. best fried chicken, on the fourth of Jam. March, um, and we're doing some very nice wraps and some. So we're doing. I uh, just we're, we're making a curry butter by basically just whizzing butter and curry powder to a sort of nice mixture, mm-hmm. and then we're doing fried chicken, which is going to be dropped into that curry butter and then put in wraps with various nice things served with uh, some MSG and masala spiced crispy French fries topped with pulled coronation chicken Um. um, and other nice things and then you get a drink and whatever and that's going to be at Cockfighter King's Cross. Tickets will be available on Resi. Um, Are you going to be there, Sophie? I'm moving house. I can't go. I'm I'm there in spirit. It's only one... It's one day early and I'm fucking gassed because it sounds amazing. Yeah, I mean, let's just hope something happens and you can't move house that day. And <laughs> nothing bad, you know, just maybe fridge explodes. I'm just really peckish and need to go to King's Cross. Yes, the movie, yeah. so. Sorry, Coombs, do you mind if we <laughs> take a little break and nip to King's Cross all the way from Bumhead? Um, yeah, so... Uh, Famously near. If Famously you'd like near. to buy a ticket for that, all profits are going to help with the... Turkey and Syria earthquake appeal. And yeah, they're like 15 quid probably or 20 quid. We haven't worked out the price yet, but when it's announced, <laughs> CBC. buy a ticket. Um, all for a good yeah. cause either way. All for a good cause either way. And it should be a nice, uh, nice fun day. So yeah. Very excited about that. So if you've got anything you want to plug? No. Me neither. <laughs> right. And on that note, I think it's time to go. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening. If you liked it, Give us a rating, subscribe, give us a review, tell us you love us. Give us five stars or nothing. Tell me you love me. If you've got if you've not got anything to nice to say, don't say anything at all. Please Good do point. not. Please Good do point. not. But we love you and thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.